Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back. This is yours truly, Kimberly Snyder. This is the Overflow Podcast. I'm so happy you're here today, and I hope you are looking forward to today's conversation with Tracy Teske of Design Your Reality. I love this conversation. I am a big fan of Tracy and the work that she does, learning from her. And I would say one of the things that I promote as I work with leaders and different um, people in their coaching, I talk about using your strengths. And so when you think about what you are good at, what you are naturally strong at and talented, that it seems as if you're better than that than anyone else. I always say, let's leverage our strengths rather than leveraging our weaknesses. And then in, in terms of diversity, put people around you in your team, in your life that have those other strengths that cover you so that you're not having to do all the work and, and put all that energy forward. And so I always think about using your strengths. And I really think Tracy uses her strengths, her love of um, analytical, Excel spreadsheets, understanding finances. That is her strength. And she is working with women to help us better understand our finances. And with her love of Excel spreadsheets and finances and uh, being all analytical, that is something that I look for in my life. And that that helps me because uh, she's so comfortable in that conversation that I am learning from her and she is just happy to teach, happy to be that guide and I just love that she's really using her strength to support us and many others. She's also the founder of Design Your Reality and what I love about Design Your Reality is she is prompting us really to live in our overflow, to to design our reality, not just wish but to design our legacy, not just dream, actually plan it out, design the life of our dreams, of our wishes, but actually make it happen. And so she has guided me. You'll probably remember her from a previous podcast. She's guided me through building my five-year plan and then actually designing my reality so that I can make those five-year plans come true, that they can be real and that it is part of my legacy. And as I'm working with leaders on their quarter three, I think about how similar Tracy and I are that we're thinking about quarter three. What are your goals? What are the activities you need to do to achieve those goals? What are some small changes that make a great big impact? And so we're building our Q3 uh, quarter by quarter plans and the things that we want in business, in our teams, in our goals, etc. And she's really helping us, inspire us by designing our reality, designing, mapping out our goals, including our finances. And so this is the best part. The best part is she's going to talk a little bit about her rental property concierge program. Um, she has a course. I was part of the VIP. Um, and she will talk about helping money work for you and that really it's not as complicated as we think. She doesn't want us to be a landlord. She wants us to have a rental property and run it like a business. So if you're a team leader, if you're a CEO, 
If you're a leader in your organization or a leader of your business, she's helping women have rental properties so that money is working for us and we're running it like a business. So really overcoming the fears of the, the costs and, and all the details and helping us understand the financial benefits, which of course flows into our legacy, designing the life of our dreams. And I would really say leveraging her strengths and the strengths that we have to you know, live our best life and what I would say is live in our overflow. So I hope you're excited as excited as I am to meet Tracy. Here's our conversation. I am so energetic and enthusiastic to have Tracy join our podcast. Please enjoy and listen. Look her up on social media. Put all her details in the show notes and she's happy to have a call at the very least as an introduction. Maybe it's something you want to discover, you want to know more about. She's very happy to have a conversation with someone and get the designing your reality started. So thanks again for joining us. I'm so excited. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup? Meanwhile, your energy and inspiration is drained. I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. I'm thrilled. Look at this. It's like uh, revisiting our our old friends and our, our previous podcast guests and Tracy um, I've been hoping that we would reconnect and relaunch a new episode together. Um, I think you and your website, your whole mission to design your reality is, uh, is my mission too. I think that women need to reconsider where they're at. They are so busy. Life is happening, but we should be designing our reality now, today, every day. Um, and so let's talk about design your reality and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Kim, for having me. I'm excited I'm, to be back. I'm, I'm thrilled that you're here and that you accepted to come on and have a conversation. I'm really hoping, so I'm sort of relaunching the podcast. We've been on uh, some quiet time while I have been healing. And I've really been thinking about, you know, me being authentic, that it took time for me to, to pause, um, to get better, to heal, and to come back authentically that I wanted to demonstrate I'm living my best life, my overflow. Um, and I think there's something really to designing your reality. And it hit home, I would say, um, on a personal note, gosh, would it have been, we'll have to pull out my calendars, but would it have been three years ago that I designed my reality with you where we thought about 
So how old are you and what dreams do you have and what plans do you have for the next five years? So um, I'm trying my hardest to design my reality and I would love for you to inspire others or at least spark or motivate um, some other women that are listening today. Super. And uh, you're still doing the calendars, the design your reality. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, let me, let me, t I mean that the business has evolved since three years ago when we first started, I still absolutely love doing design plans with people. And actually, even when I'm doing my VIP rental property concierge program, I always start with, with, I include the design your reality piece. Cause I really think we need to even know, you know, if we're going to buy rental properties to add that one piece of income for retirement which be honest, like just helps to design our realities as we get older, we need money, uh, we need income. And in Canada, there's just not enough, you know, people are not really planning enough uh, today for the future. So, you know, I've, I've always been a believer that rental properties were really important. But at the same time, I don't want somebody to over leverage or buy too much if they don't need to. So I always come back to uh, the design your reality sessions because I'm really so careful about cash flow. So there's one thing where, you know, we do the calendars and we do the vision and I want people to live the life they can live reality wise. Like what money do you have or where could you leverage your equity? Where can we get you to this beautiful place? How do we spend differently? How do we think differently? Even if you don't have a huge paycheck, we don't have to live in scarcity. We can still live in abundance. It's all so bloody relative. So yeah, every, every VIP client, I still do the design sessions or I still do the design sessions a la carte. And they're always awesome. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Tracy, like I have so much clarity now for all my money and the next 10 years financially. And then really it's like, okay, so now you know your money story. We know how to plan different scenarios and what you want to do to feel calm and healthy and, you know, not be stressed. Um, and then putting in the, the calendars, like, Everyone is so cute and, you know, you did it, Kim, every client, honest to God, everyone seems to do it. It's quite cute, but you know, you put your age in over the five years or you put your kids ages in and there's always this like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm X age within five years yeah. because the calendars and the format of my calendars are just so visual, right? It's such a, it's such a, like a reasonable size format on your kitchen island and you really can visually see and and I believe that it makes you believe what you're putting in there, you know, and I, and I said to you, you know, I don't know if we put in there Italy for your 50th, if that's actually what you put in there, but it was more, I think you then you and Paul like thought towards, you know, we want to do something special for our 50th. That's a big deal. So then you, you know, it's, it's more of this framework, I guess, of how I do the calendars with people that align with your financial vision but then really align with, you know, what you're talking about and what you're coaching people on is how do you live this best life we can, right? How do we get to the overflow, not just live inside the cup and just the day-to-day -day struggles? Like every day should, we should try to be every day having a beautiful life, not waiting for 10 years from now, not waiting for five years from now, certainly not waiting till we're 65 or 75 or 80, like Today is the day that we can wake up and have this beautiful, abundant life. But I feel like for women, especially if we don't feel in control, then we don't feel, I don't know, I guess we don't feel in control. So I, I think I help with people allowing them to dream to actually get control and clarity 
on their life and their plan without feeling overwhelmed. This you have this beauty, right? So you are this um, this gentle, beautiful soul that asks me to um, to dream and wonder and think about you know what is important to you to me and Paul about travel and family and saving for kids education. Um, but I think there is this overwhelm, certainly with me, and I I would suspect with many other women where yes, we want to be in control, but the money, the finances, I don't know whether it's um, the men in our lives, that's just naturally their tendency, or whether we just kind of surrender it, like of all the other things we have to worry about, we give it over. Um, But you have really helped me think about finances, being more in control, understanding it, rather than surrendering it and thinking, oh, it's too complicated. Let's just leave that with, uh, it, it seems as if women do leave it with the men. I don't know if that's a stereotype or that's, um, but we sort of like leave it, surrender it over. And you have really encouraged for, for me and maybe for others to kind of take more control, be more aware. And then that is helping us, Paul and I, communicate better, dream bigger, uh, plan like live and not being the icky reality. topic. So I think, you know, I'm as I'm talking to women, um, you know, four years into the business now, really 100% focused on it in the last two years since I left my corporate telecom position to put all my energy into this business. Um, that is a pretty common thread where women are excited to have someone to talk to about money. Right. Because I, and I, I think there is a male female element there. And I don't think it's cause it's a male female thing. I think just as women, when we go get together with our girlfriends, we tend to talk more about kids or, you yes. know, um, our feelings, emotions, Yes, we tend to talk about other things. It doesn't tend to be a conversation about things going on in the stock market right now no. or, oh yeah, are you into crypto? Oh, did you hear about what's going on with, you know, Bezos? Like we're not naturally having investor money conversations. It's not like a we wake up in the morning and that's kind of one of the talk tracks. I think with men and I have hung around, I've been probably pretty fortunate because of my telecom career that I've have had a very male dominated world. So when I go to meetings or those are the conversations people are talking about money. They're talking about investing. They're talking about business. It's actually maybe even why in the corporate world, women aren't doing as, as well. The women that probably talk about money or have that accounting or have that finance background or own rental properties, or, you know, are, are have the financial advisor early are in those conversations more. But generally, if you think about going out to a girl's weekend, what are our girls weekends about health and wellness and yes. emotional balance, right? We do a lot around that a men's guys weekend, they're probably going to be inviting someone from the multifamily conference, or they're going to invite me to talk about crypto, or they're going to invite me to talk about how do we make money from rental properties? Like they want to know about money. It's a, it's a male kind of, it's okay if you're a dude to talk about money and have a scotch, right? Whereas women, it's not our standard kind of flow of talk track. Now I'm trying to break that, right? I love it. I love it. When I get together, what do we talk about? We not talk about your rental property. We talk about money. We talk about network, right? Like this is so fun. Like that's my point. This doesn't need to be an icky conversation. This needs to be an empowering conversation 
Like, come on, girls, let's be in this game. Like, talk about money. But a lot of it is because we don't know about money. We don't get taught about it in school. We learn basic math, but we're not learning, you know, why and how and taxes. And then, I mean, quite honestly, the media does do a thing around, you know, feeling kind of icky if you're making money and being a capitalist. So for women, it just kind of turns into this internal I don't know, dialogue. I haven't done the psychological research. No. I feel like when I do get into it, it seems, oh yeah, this now makes sense why we are not talking about money. I even look at Disney movies and, uh, you know, if you start rewatch the couple of Dis and pay attention, really pay attention, ladies, if you're watching, if you have kids, watch the Disney movies and watch what, watch what the characters are doing very subconsciously to us girls. But there's typically a character that's the money person, typically a man. And then typically the women characters are the, you know, the caring ones, the giving back, the taking care of the poor kids or helping, right? And usually the the men are the bad guys that are making the Scrooge, right? That's a good example. Mm. Um, there was even a Christmas story I watched over Christmas and I'm like, oh my God, there it is again. The, it was like a bad thing to make money and the girls were like we need to like it's like you need to feed the poor and you're better if you're like a kinder you're a kind person you're a good woman if you're not being like that and I think that's being drilled into our little female brains from the time we're like literally watching and I'm not blaming Disney I think it makes for a good story right it makes for a for good sure. Just like I'm not blaming the guys that they have scotch and talk about the stock market no, and us girls sure. talk about our mental health. It's not really about that. So I think there can be, I hang around women, we talk about money. Why? Because we are into investing. So I just think it's a matter of more women talking about money, bring it up with your friends next time you're out at a girl's thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We just bought our first rental property. Do you own any rental properties? And the women that do have investments or are curious, guess what? Now you're going to get them thinking about it. So I do think it's a huge, important thing for women to talk about money. But I think the reason we don't talk about money is because it's it's kind of this icky, icky topic. Yes. Yes. And and so and so busy and so um, not easy, Tracy. Like, so you really have helped with me and my business, even thinking about taxes and organizing and spreadsheets. And I would like to be the people person. So I would like to be engaged with the people, talking about the people. Yes, certainly getting paid for my business and paid well, 100%. Um, but organizing it all and thinking, um, I think because there has been, gosh, without getting choked up, there's been sadness in our family. We do have to think about our, our legacy and our children and how we're setting them up. And so you have been so kind to help us organize. So tell us more. Because uh, I do think that you have really helped think about our legacy and uh, making our money work for ourselves. I love your Instagram. So the most recent where you're, you know, you're traveling and this is what rental property um, and rental property investment and income. I love those words, investment and income are helping us kind of live our best life. And so that is inspiring Paul, Paul and I all the time about um, I think, A, our legacy, thinking about our kids and making sure they are set up for success in their future. And even a, a little bit before them, making sure that Paul and I, you know, who knows how much time we have on this world. Um, and so let's make sure that the next, you know, 15 or 20 years, we're living our best life. So 
Um, I do love your VIP. Do you want me to brag about it or would you like to? <laughs> yeah, brag away. Yeah, brag away. Give me a little, uh, <laughs> give me a little, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, a, a promo. Little, a little plug, a little yeah. promo. Hold, hold, hold a moment for this promotional message. Yes. By Kim Schneider of Overflow on Design Your Realities Rental Property VIP Program. Do you have income? Do you have extra funds where maybe you have it invested? Maybe it's sitting in a bank account. Maybe it is somewhere you're really not thinking about it. And I wonder how could that money work for you? And I would even say work better for you. And thinking about, I really think about two things. Yeah, I think about my legacy and I think about the time I have on the earth right here with Paul and I. I want to make sure that you know, we live our best life while we're physically able and strong. And I also want to think about making sure my kids are set up. And so I would wonder who has, you know, those extra funds. And here's the, here's the catch. Maybe you don't think like, no, I'm not sitting on, I'm not sitting on thousands of dollars. So everybody listening is wondering, no, I don't have a pocket full of, you know, hundred dollar bills, but I do think there's, better ways to look at the cash flow, look at the money we have, the savings, the way we're spending. I think there's different ways um, that we need to kind of take a hard look again for our life now, for uh, what's important, certainly for me, it's uh, my life with uh, Paul and our, and our, and our legacy. Yeah. And I always do like anyone who's listening that wants to do like a mini sort of an analysis, like a free kind of do you think you could buy a rental property? Like, what would that math look like? I, I'm really wanting to educate, right? And show you a simple way um, that you could make, you know, $400 a month or say $500 a month. Like, I feel like when we're investing in our RSPs, it's a pretty, I watch the marketing people that are, you know, teaching people how to invest. And I love it. Like I'm, and probably cause I'm in this now I'm seeing, there is lots of women trying to learn about money. So it makes me happy, but the, investor side will talk to women about if you have $500 a month to invest. And if you really break that down on the cash flow, you know, I mean, I'm focused on women that have jobs and are professional and busy. Like it's not that expensive. It's like a dinner out or it's a two dinners out a month kind of a, an investment. So I think people think they need to save the $90,000, right, right? To buy a rental property and you don't. So if anyone's interested in just doing a quick number crunch on, you know, your own life, is this even a possibility, then that's a great call. And I'm happy to do a free strategy call um, to anyone from the podcast, obviously. And it just gets you like, is it even a possibility? And I will type, I tell lots of people if it's not, like, I'm never going to let anyone do it that doesn't have the cash flow. This isn't about um, overstretching yourself. I mean, interest rates are up. I want people to be, I never want you to have to sell a rental property. So if you, if I think, think you're going to get into it and you're going to turn around and, and get spooked in three years, because say the interest rates go to 8%, God forbid, um, then I won't let you buy the rental property now. But the thing is, a lot of people think it's a lot more expensive or more difficult than it actually is. And that could be me with my 25 years of you know doing rental properties. It feels very cookie cutter to me. But I think with the VIP experience, you were very um, educational, but also calm, calm and confident. So I think there's partly your experience, 
And also, I think the fact that you were serious about listening to us, like listening to where our fears were and evaluating so that we didn't get into um, in over our head or get too far. And so you do have this um, calm confidence that many, I, again, I would say many women, we don't have this about, about money and finances and about like planning, designing our, our reality, designing our, our future, our legacy and things like that. So. I know it almost sounds like a pun when you say it now, design your, it's like, oh my God, Tracy, that's totally what you really are doing for people. It's really what you're doing. That's what about the reality word versus dreams, right? Like I love dreaming and I love vision boarding, but I want people to be reality. Like if you can't afford a $500,000, you know, duplex, then don't buy a $500,000 duplex. Like not everyone can afford a $500,000 duplex. Maybe you can afford though a $220,000 semi, or maybe you can, maybe you have more equity. You don't even know it. And you can buy a fourplex. Like it's all relative and maybe you can't buy a $200,000 house, but maybe you can work towards saving $10,000 to one day get there. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, whatever stage you're at, I give a very truthful, honest, like opinion of, of the money and how it works. And I do it in a very easy way because I do the spreadsheeting, right? Like, I don't want it to be scary. I really believe in my whole spa experience for the soul and finances tagline. Like, I want it to be genuinely having fun with money that's not being scary. I think um, I love the educating. Like, I really do love people understanding it. And I I think because of all my years of telecom, right, that was a complicated industry, And I had a real, I think, knack for being able to explain that and making, you know, internet and IP and all of these, you know, concepts easy to understand. Um, So I think I'm just doing the same thing with money. And I'm, and I speak in women's terms, right? I use the analogy uh, about my flowers again the other day. Like I need to do another YouTube update on that. You do. Yes. But it's so good, right? Again, it's like we, uh, like we've just come through spring, right? And I, I mean, I'm over the top and not wasting money. Like our entire gardens now are a hundred percent perennials. Like the thought of spending a penny on an annual flower unless I'm like, I think we spend 50 bucks a year, to be honest. Like I know we buy two planters, so I know we spend that. Um, And now with inflation, maybe it's going to be 60 bucks a year, but I know that going into the year and I'm so proud of myself. Even my, my little green vines, I purposely bought the $8 perennial plant versus the $2 annual plant. But when you're looking at them at the, you know, Belgium nursery, you think, oh, I'm not going to, why would I, you don't even think it's like an annual, like a perennial option. And then, so now I look at my pots at the beginning of the spring and I'm like, look at that. They're already growing. Like, it makes me so happy that I didn't have to spend another 20 bucks. So it's like, maybe I have a little scarcity still in my brain, but um, my, my head is just so much about like, if it's not making me money, it drives me crazy. So annuals, are like buying, like if you make money and you just buy the annual flowers, you need the new money and you spend it. You make the new money, you spend it. If you take the money and buy the perennial flower, guess what? The perennial now is going to grow. I mean, you could come over, Kim, and I could share my perennials with you and and give back, right? So as women, we need to really understand this incredible concept of money and think of it like flowers. If we're really leveraged, using our money, like really lovely seeds, watering them, nourishing them, not throwing them away, learning how to grow them, learning how to split them. 
we will help more people in this world than by just buying annuals and throwing the money away. So yeah, I love my, the flower analogy and money is like really a powerful one and it just feels good. It feels very feminine. It feels very lovely. And everybody wants like a free field of wildflowers that just grew from the seeds of the other flowers. All season, all season, like, because you can really plant them from the spring all the way through the summer that there's different blooming flowers. Yeah. And doesn't that feel how your rental property feels? Yeah. Right. It's like the money from the tenants is just coming in, paying off your beautiful mortgage. And you're creating this incredible legacy that you're then going to leave to your kids. Like I want your kids to understand the math, right? Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, let me get to all the children. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and as the teenagers start to make money and get an income, it is important for them. So yeah, of course you you teach them about a bank account and about their paycheck and they get taxed on it. Um, but imagine I've been, if they I've been saying on the, on the generational wealth to teach the kids. So, you know, if I say $500 now, a rental property might cost, like I just did one in uh, New Brunswick, a duplex and day one, it's $63. It's actually incredible, but we got market rents. It was a beautiful I think We took advantage of some investors having to get out of the market as you took advantage of a good little market t- downturn. So I'm always watching every day. But my point is imagine saying to your kids, Hey kids, we're going to buy another rental property and I want you to be involved in it because this is one day going to be your house and I want you to have the ownership. So instead of, you know, putting a hundred dollars or $50 in an RSP or some other savings account, why don't you invest $50 or a hundred dollars a month? So imagine you as a parent now, you're going to get a hundred bucks a month from your kids or 50 bucks. And that goes towards paying for the rental property. Like, isn't that a beautiful way to teach the kids early that they're going to be part of this investment? It's going to become their, like, probably it's going to become their first house that they are able to buy because we're going to be able to use that equity. Like, it's incredible. So I'm really starting to think more and more about, okay, the parents that have, you know, jobs, we have equity, spending 300 bucks a month, 400 bucks a month to make a million dollars and create a passive, you know, retirement income of like twelve, fifteen hundred $1,500 a month. We get that. We're all old enough to understand this is a good idea. But imagine if we now can involve the children as soon as we can. It's going to create them about learn, teach them about money. It's going to become really real when they bug you about moving out to go to university and want to pay rent. Like, oh, mom, it's only a thousand dollars a month to pay rent. Well, their little brains now are going to go. Why would I spend a thousand dollars a month to pay that person's mortgage? Maybe I'll go and like double up on a room, save a thousand. And mom, can we buy another rental property? Like I want to own the rental property. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think how we get to them early. And I think there's ways that we can get creative about creating the generational wealth and also teaching the kids and getting them involved. I agree. I agree. And have, and having them like, again, like maybe it's the pattern of like, oh yeah, you'll worry about that mom and dad. Like, I'll give that to you. You'll worry about that. And somehow that pattern kind of grows up like, oh, I don't really worry about that. Somebody else does that. Imagine if, and at the start of our, our call, you said um, empowering women. And, and that's exactly what I think about for the kids is empowering them to make decisions that are going to impact their life. And, I, and again, their lifestyle. So I see you um, posting about traveling or um, travel tips or uh, you know, traveling here in Ontario or traveling international. So whatever is important to them, if travel is important or whatever is important, but really helping them think about investing in their future and designing 
their life rather than looking back thinking, oh, had I started, had I saved, had I, you know, now, now we know. So yeah, yeah I agree with you. Let, let's start, let's start when them, when they're teenagers and they're making money now. Yeah. So anytime that a child wants to look at a little spreadsheet, I'm happy to send them your way. Send them. Let's send get them. These children. Thank you. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's really good. And I do think like you, you see me, you see us, you know, I started buying rental properties when I was, bought my first two student rentals when I was 28. So I was lucky. I knew that I learned from my uncle, right from Australia. And, uh, he is, you know, I, like, I am lucky I had someone to really mentor me. Um, and now I look at my rental property portfolio and it's like, you know, I've got this good problem of, I mean, I just, yeah, like I, it's a good problem. It's a really good problem. It's a, it's a ridiculous problem when all the mortgages are going to be paid off in 15 years from now. And it's almost like it's more of a tax problem, meaning I'm probably not going to get my CPP, which kind of makes me sad because I paid into it my whole life. But now I'm starting to understand, okay, there's ways to get tax-free dollars out of the rental properties. Like I'm really starting to, for my own self, really pay attention. I now do these 30-year projections of the rental property, which actually I should do for you and Paul. It's like this beautiful, of course, I'm always evolving. Another Excel spreadsheet. I'm always evolving the spreadsheets, but... You know, um, it's it's like you start losing, say you get all this equity, but you want to get at the equity. I don't want you to sell the houses because I don't want you to pay capital gains. So yeah, figuring out, hold on a second, there is ways to get at that equity, manage cash flow so that we can not be paying more tax than we need to, but enjoying our life sooner than later. So one strategy that I'm working through right now with my financial advisor, is I'm just going to start spending my RSP money at 55 because honestly, I'm I'm going to have equity, like so much income from the rental properties when I'm 70 that I'm, I'm, it would make no sense to wait till I'm 70 to start also taking the RSP is like, what the heck would I, I mean, I'm pretty good at spending money, but as you're following me on design your reality, like I feel I've designed the reality I love, like and I don't, I don't know, like, even we talk about going first class, like, that's about the biggest thing I can think of that I would blow money on. And that's like, I'm short, and I sleep. So I don't have, it's kind of feels a bit like a waste of money. But I mean, I guess that's the thing I'll spend blow money on is first class. But I mean, other than that, it's like, when you have the clothes you want, and you have the car you want, it's paid for, you don't have a mortgage on your primary house. It's like, all I can do now is that help more women buy rentals because I want women to make money. But in my you own can live home, now, like again, that's the reality now. we're that's not right. planning for. Because I think traditionally, um, women, I think people have have learned like save for your retirement. And again, yeah. like not that we need to have a sad story, but you know we have had some sadness in our life that we thought people would live longer, and so it would be a shame to save. And maybe at 70, we're not as healthy, we're not as able. So I do agree with you. Like, let's live life now. That's right. That, that's what I love about the design your reality. So yeah, if you want to, if first class is important to you, do first class. If that's not important and travel is or. But it's um, only good to do first class when the money you're spending first class on has come from the money that's earning you the money to pay for the first class. Yeah. Not in after-tax dollars. Like I really, if I have an after-tax dollar from a from a job, 
that dollar, I want to invest that money. I want that money to make me money. I want to invest that dollar into seeds that are perennial seeds that are going to make me money. Then once the money machine is working, then I can spend that free money on first class. Gotcha. Right? Always learning, Tracy, always learning. So what, any advice, any, so I, I um, want to honor your time, but I, I am hoping that as we relaunch and put overflow back on the airwaves, I'm hoping that uh, women, busy women um, who are probably managing a team or managing a business, they have a lot on their shoulders. Often they are the financial strength of their family or their family unit. Um, I am hoping they will find your way, their way to you. Um, and whether it's getting, you know, small tips on Instagram or actually working with you um, through the VIP program, any tips, any advice, anything we should be like reading or any financial advice um, that you, you would, you know, easily offer or anything? I mean, I just think, I think a lot, the people, the people I'm talking to that I'm really able to help quickly, it's like, now's the time there's even with the intro, like, there's never really a bad time to get your money working for you in a rental property. Um, so I think it, it's usually fear that's holding people back or just not knowing where to go. So just don't be afraid. Message me. We'll have a call. We'll do a Zoom. Like I'm happy yeah, to share sure. a little Let's free. have a conversation to start. Let's have a conversation because most people, I think they kind of know in their back of their head, they probably should own some like, rental properties. They just actually don't know where to start. That that seems to be a real, in the professional women's space, mm -hmm. they kind of are aware enough about money and they kind of are like, okay, I'm doing my RSPs. I've done my TFSAs. But like, what else do you do? How can we even be smarter with money? And really real estate rental properties is the place that is the bucket. So if you're thinking about it or you ever have a question, just reach out. I'm happy to like, honestly, I love this conversation. I'll have it with absolutely anybody and just try to get you on a bit of a right track in a safe, safe place. Like I'm not judgy at all about anyone's no, not. no, there's no shame or yeah. there's none at all. And I just want, I want women to be able to ask the silly questions and then, cause there's really not a silly question. That's how we learn. And then we go from there. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like just talk to me is the easiest thing. I'll do a little spreadsheet. I mean, it really can be that simple. But I guess if I was going to recommend a book, I still love Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm, uh, you know, it's a oldie, but a goodie, but it is, it actually, it doesn't talk about flowers, I think, but I can see where I've taken the way he explains assets, liabilities, how to use money to make money. I think I've just turned that into a, floral kind of story but it makes it easier to follow what that book is teaching you so if you have time I guess on a on, nobody has time to listen to anything but anyways if we have time after you've listened to overflow then you could listen to rich dad poor dad um or you can just come and have a have a 30 minute I think, conversation I think me. that's awesome I think that's awesome yeah I do. I do adore you. You know, I adore you. I appreciate that you share your strength, your experiences, um, the things you've learned, your philosophy for living this vibrant life. I love that you share it with others. And that's sort of your mission in, in wanting to help women mainly um, who are shy and who, you know, have money that could work for them, but want to have this conversation, but don't know where to start. And, um, so and I, I feel like I should... I feel like I should backtrack. Like the first class is kind of me being a bit of tongue in cheek. I'm fine. I talk to a lot of people and there's, there's just a real truth of making sure we have enough income for retirement, right? Our CPP and old age security, 
is not a lot. I mean, if you paid in your whole life, it might be about $1,400 after tax. Mm -hmm. Whatever, go talk to your financial advisor about what your RSPs are going to pay out to you. And if you wait till you're 71, that means what are you doing between now and then, right? So where's your actual replacement of your job income going to come from? And that's all when I talk about retirement, that is all I'm talking about, right? Like that is the point. Mm -hmm. So how do you replace your income so you can actually do the things you love and it's all relative. I'm not trying to teach people first class and lifestyles of the rich and famous. I'm really focused on normal corporate women, you know, making good money. And now how do you get out of that corporate job and replace that good money for the rest of our lovely little lives? Yeah. Yeah. And live our best life. Like that's what I mean about live whatever is important to you. Like if first class is important to you or, um, like that's true. That's true. Purses, like that's, yep. that's what I honor. Like some people, um, it's like, you know, during the pandemic, like some people went and they, uh, some women, they went and they got their MBA or they lost 35 yeah. pounds or whatever it is. So whatever is important to you. Um, but that's the point is having the money. Um, I think partly that you're not leaving it till you're 70, um, living your reality now and actually designing it so that you're purposely thinking about, yeah, this is a really big year for us. We want to do a big trip or this is really important to our family. So we want to do this about our family. Like it's designing our current reality so that we don't look back thinking maybe we had to done that better. Maybe we had to had a different conversation, talk to somebody different. So hundred percent, hundred percent, Kim. Well, I'm with you. I follow, I'm following. Yeah. So of course everyone can follow me. Design your reality on Instagram is, is good. I do. I do definitely post in there my real life like I'm always trying to figure out this content thing so I'm like okay I'll take a video I'm camping <laughs> you know? so you'll see me with my hair less than uh blow dry blow dried out I don't know how you say that but your hair looks stunning what are you doing um in the upcoming season so it's summer um, lots. so let's see uh we'll leave for two in two days to go to our annual thanks to covid we found a great airbnb Kloss crossing it's on airbnb fantastic beautiful spot on the on the uh clyde river so we've been going there since the beginning of COVID and uh, we've locked it in for like five years. Of course we did. And so we leave for two weeks. Um, yeah. So I'll be like floating down a river on a blown up flamingo, drinking lovely rosé and okay. eating beautiful food and just hanging out with like gorgeous. The owners are lovely people. So we hang out with them. Um, so that's the next two weeks. And then we're hosting a friend's son from Prague. So he's coming in. He's 15 super lovely child so he's going to stem camp here at the university of waterloo on his own so yeah he's gonna brush up on his english while he's here but he's such a lovely child and then we're basically i'm going to algonquin park just booked that today with my friend gail so we're gonna go for three nights this time my arm might fall off because it's a lot of paddling but the three days of like no devices totally shut down and nature is completely makes me so happy um, and then I get home, we're going to a wedding, and then we leave for Croatia for two months. So, yeah, and then it's like October, and then, yeah, pretty much then I'm going to a retreat in Quebec with some amazing women from the 15th to the 20th. Yeah, I'm a planner, so wow. the is pretty uh, locked in, but it makes me feel really calm and happy, and, you know, and then in between, I just help my clients, and help women buy rent. That's it. And that's it. I also find time to help other women. I love that. I love that, Tracy. Yep. Have the summer of your dreams of your reality. I love that. 
and um, we we are too. So you mentioned yeah. Italy. So we have uh, couples, and we are all headed to Tuscany and Florence and Rome. So I hope maybe I'll post that on Instagram as well for you to see. For but sure. that is that's us designing our reality. And I could get choked up at the the beauty of our friendship and the fact that we've chosen to take two weeks to spend with some beautiful people and. Um, the kids, the teenagers will be at home, but it's time for us also to live our life and appreciate, like you said, good drink, good food, good friends, a little bit of travel and explore a little adventure. So, uh, yeah, I'll be posting that. It's awesome. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. So keep doing what you love. You're bringing uh, lots of love and, and positive vibe to the world, Kim. So keep overflowing with your vibe and I'm happy to come back anytime and talk about money and rental properties. I love it. Thank Not you. Because this is my fun place. <laughs> You're the greatest. You are really the greatest. Thank you yeah. a million. Thank you. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.